0: I don't know how much value I have in this universe, but I do know that I made a few people happier than they would have been without me. As long as I know that, I'm as rich as I ever need to be.
1: care. what time is that? It's time to refresh! Back once again with another episode. This is episode 75 of It's Time to Refresh podcast. We've got a um, podcast royalty on, uh, Diego. That's <laughs> no. it, the main uh, man back. Yeah. Carl's back. Um juicy. Um this one's gonna be a little bit different. Um as you've probably seen the way I've advertised it, it's it is a bit different. Uh Carl's gonna be taking the lead on this one as as guest host. And um I just to put a, a little bed out there before we get into it, I was sure about doing this. Um just because I don't <laughs> think anyone's interested in what I've got to See I, I I've come I'm I'm the host to this and I I question everyone else, um, but after talking to some of the patrons, they were like absolutely up for it and I thought well if they wanted that as content then I'll I'll happily do it. Um, so yeah, you're in for guest host today. How do you feel yeah. about that?
0: It's, uh, yeah, I'm good man. I'm excited. <laughs> for it. Like I say, it's um it's something that I knew I was up here this weekend anyway, yeah. and I thought I've done two already, um, and whilst I was catching up, I just thought. It is something that's a little bit different because you've you've got to find out about everybody else mm. and you've give slight little snippets of of your story. And then because there was only snippets, I thought, oh fucking hell, I wanted to know more about that. And then yeah. you sort of stopped because you being the horse has then sort of not made it all about you, you've quickly sort of transitioned it back to them. So I yeah. wanted to sort of um, go back into You know your story, your musical sort of journey, and just your sort of journey into little things like what made you initially sort of think, oh, I fancy doing a podcast, or what made you sort of do little certain things that sort of got you to where you are now, type of thing. So I, I, I know I'm interested in it, which is why I obviously suggested it to you. Um, Well,
1: the the thing that twisted my arm was I was talking. Well, me and John were doing a track the other day, and I just mentioned your idea of doing it and he said he said Do you know something i think people would want to hear it because um he's seen me come up from playing like yeah. the, the the competitions and stuff like that and um over time and he said you need to put out the point that this isn't just an overnight thing yeah it's, like you you've got to work yeah, it, yeah yeah so i think that that's another thing that made me think if i if i could put it across to somebody who's up and coming and say Listen, fucking, just stick at it. Then, hopefully, they will stick at you and not fucking mm. off because they're not getting anywhere. So that, that's that's one of the main points I wanted to do it for.
0: Yeah, well, you, there were that there was that thing, weren't they, um, last year, where people like our Jordan, Farrell, <coughs> Nick, and a few, and there was all saying about the trenches yeah. and stuff about being in, and and it's true. You've you've got to go through. You can't just turn up. And be someone yeah um I sound like evil b that. just reminded me of one of his, <laughs> he says it on one of his mixes so I know yeah. Ryan's straight away with that like, that's evil b but you can't you can't just turn up and be someone yeah you've, you've got to put in the graft you've got you've got to prove yourself and I think that's one of the things that sort of I was talking to to Josh Lawmax last night about a similar sort of thing on on where we see ourselves in the next sort of year two years five years type of thing yeah um but yeah, you you have to put that graft in. Um but again, we'll get to sort of your story in terms of when you first started buying tunes and when mm-hmm. you bought decks and how you got into it, it was you I know John was a big influence for you. Mm-hmm. Um, which rightly so. Um from full circle. <laughs> yeah. That's it, and now you're working with him, so it's like a yeah, it is, it's it's mint. But from you, how did you first can you remember when you first sort of heard I don't want to say donk up our genre and thought oh it's a bit of me that like when it when it connected with you
1: um so for me i mine a lot of people have, have give this this like self-diagnosis thing of like oh yeah i'm autistic or whatever mm. i i can confirm that i know i am i don't need any tests yeah and i don't need anything to tell me any different because I, um I, when i someone maybe if you get to know me a bit more off pod of that you'll realise that like I'm very fixated in my ways. This is why I do this every week and um I'm definitely somewhat on the spectrum. So when it comes to music, I'm like rain man. It's mm-hmm. like fucking everything I'm interested in I, I like to know every last detail like of, of, of everything. So <clears throat> when I got into music at a really early age where I was like it's some the, the 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 repetitiveness and the the I, was, I don't know the, the coordination of it all. Just sort of made sense to me. Like yeah. it was like this is something I can I know that I can get satisfaction from. So my when I was growing up, it was like my mum didn't she she like listen to dance music and stuff like that. I primarily lived with my mum when my mum and dad mum and dad split up, um, and I'd go to my dad's at weekends. Mm. And with my mum, whenever she was like sort of getting ready to go out and stuff like that, I'd always hear the sort of dance music yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and whatnot and that's I was like right okay so I started listening to sort of dance music in about 2000 um 2001 and obviously it's a lot later than most people but I'm only fucking what 27 so yeah so was, how old were you then I was only about five <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I yeah. was leaving high school in <laughs> it's God, hard, was part of the yeah the, the no it's just next generation, generation is isn't silver it silver is. me now yeah uh, listen all it happens to all of us. You, yeah. I've like I've been talking to a couple of people, and it's horrible to see your, your heroes get old, you know what yeah. I mean? Um But yeah, um and then my mum never really played much of a musical aspect into it. That was the only sort of exposure I had, but it was enough to be like, Oh, okay. Then my dad was like music mad, but he was a bit of everything. So yeah. it was like So with him, um all I remember back in the day was listening to Italian. It was just Italian all the time. He was involved in a, a, a nightclub called The Park in Whitehaven, for mm. for those who know what it is. Uh, used to used to be a fucking bad boy MC, but like it was, it wasn't like that type of MC. It was like Your Dad did, yeah, the host. So what was his MC name? He used to call himself MCG, but MCG. Yeah. also the original. MCG. <laughs> 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 and this was about. This is this was mid nineties, I'd say, and then. Um, I remember, like, when I was younger, going into the park, when I was about I don't know, maybe four or five years old, yeah. and I was just like, "Wow, this is this is what and, like a nightclub is." I was like, "Wow, this mm. is fucking unreal." Because I just remember there was like, f- like it was like this all over the walls, like paint yeah. all over, like neon paint all over the walls, and it was like, I remember it smelled funny as well. Like, <laughs> like obviously that's just something you pick on as a kid. And then from there, um, he showed me like. Michael Jackson, Elton John, Mm. them sort of names, and then you get to learn like like what like a a, a wide thing. Like I remember that the first artist he showed me was uh, Eddie Grant. Remember? Yeah, Uh, yeah. Electric Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got Eddie Grant album. I was obsessed with it, and then um, but it was a a, a deluxe album, and I remember there was Electric Avenue, right? But at at the end there was a, a, a the dance mix of it. And it okay. was just exactly the same, except someone's put this like drum beat in that. Mm. And then for me that was like, this is this, I'm into this. This is yeah, like it was yeah, like yeah. it was the exact same tune, except literally someone just bootlegged it and put a thing over it and it got released on the album. And I was like, Right, I need more of this. And I remember when I was about five years old, this this is where it gets a bit complicated for me. Um when when I was about five, um my dad used to pick me up from school on a on a, a Wednesday afternoon. Um and he picked me up. And I remember like coming out into it, you had a little, uh, like, I think it was like a fucking 1995 Ford Fiesta, and it was like a little, like, royal blue one. Yeah. And uh, got getting into it, like, it's it's good looking, but I've never actually thought about all this now until I'm talking about it, but like, I've just little flashes here and there. And then we're getting, and I always put, I had a, a tape recording of, of like, uh, dance music and stuff mm. like that. But the one that sticks out to me was. Driving, and it was like a red sunny day. We had all the windows down, and we had that Electric Avenue fucking yeah, dance yeah. mix playing, and it was just a very, very fond memory. Yeah, and then I don't know if I should go into this. Uh, my mum doesn't watch it anyways, because I don't know she not mean anything by it or out like that. But um when I was six, um, I, I was spending the weekend at my dad's, and then I came home, and I remember going into the house. And my mum had packed everything up and mm. and whatnot, and my stepdad, and we just we moved up to Hamilton near Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moved there, and my dad didn't know about it. Um, like, well, I don't know. I don't know what the situation was. I, I genuinely don't know. Um, I think my mum just wanted like a fresh start. Yeah. Away from um, the area. So fair play to whatever. We went up there, and. Um, I, I, I was then exposed to, like the Scottish sort of like I remember they were all madheads. like yeah. where where I lived in Hamilton it was it was rough like yeah. I remember like <sighs> I, there's there's so many different stories I I, I I'm not sure what I can go into <coughs> actually without like uh I know what do you I, mean about
0: you being mad I went on a night out in Glasgow with yeah. Jordan me Jordan um, two lads nick and and, and broomhead hmm.
1: and um that's <laughs> his
0: surname he's called liam broomhead yeah. so like we um we went for went for a night job and had a gig in in glasgow mm. and we went and i just remember be just remember being stood on the dance floor thinking fucking hell, these are all these little mad like a different. they just they just love the night out like yeah. they, they were just wild and i was like i thought i was a bit of a like a bit of an head at ed- the ball when yeah. I was on a night out but I was like just There's looking around outside, thinking Jesus yeah. Christ this is like but in a weird way I was like this is a bit of me as well like so, yeah. I don't think oh, I could ever good. reach that it's level yeah. I don't I, I don't think I could reach that level of being that mental but at the same time I just thought like I was shocked by it because obviously you go to sort of like sanctuary or pier mm. or whatever it was back in the day and stuff and it was just everyone just having a dance, and you know you get the odd lunatic here now and again that's rolling across the floor. But everyone was doing it, <laughs> it was like, and I was
1: like, Jesus Christ! Like this is this is the best. I bet you and Jordan were in your element though. Like, yeah, because you know, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah.
0: Jordan's when you've seen what he's like when he gets giddy and that. And this was back in the day before he'd had the guidance of Farrell and all mm. to sort of like coach him <laughs> how to behave and everything. Like yeah. he, he's a lot more mature now. Back then, I'm going back now. This is 2000, maybe. 2005 2006 so Jordan was still fresh on the scene Mm. it might be a little bit later than that but he had this he had this game yeah it was just I just remember thinking Glaswegians are mad like they're just but in the best way I was just looking around thinking literally just thinking fuck me like what's going on <laughs> but yeah. it was it was brilliant it was one of the best nights out I've ever had um, I was gutted when Jordan set finished because obviously it's a long drive but we ended mm. up getting a hotel so we, even that was a
1: long drive back but yeah it was just such a good good do but yeah I know what they're all mads, mad man like <clears throat> I remember I I didn't deal with getting up there at first pretty well I was mm. I was singled out right I could have been another ethnicity and yeah, like yeah. like I'd have been trepped better um, I got up there, and I remember I went in first day of school, and as soon as I heard my accent, they were like, "They were I got targeted, mate." Yeah. Like, um The thing was, I went to a school which it was. I was deeply, deeply involved in the the Catholic and Protestant thing. Mm. So I went to a Catholic school. All my stepdad's family, they're all they're all support Celtic, and they're all yeah, big yeah, Catholics, yeah. and then um, so our school's sort of here and about 50 yards up the road was a school called Nielsland, um, So is that why you
0: went to Hamilton because your stepdad? Yeah, yeah. he's from, it's from there. there. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and they thought, I think they just thought, don't give it a go up there and see what yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah. Give it maybe a year or two and see, we'll see what happens. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, um, it was like, it, the, these are kids bearing in mind. they no older than 11, mm. right? And they had to let them go half an hour apart the schools because when they got out they were just fighting constantly like and it was all like really like racial stuff like with it's bad in it between them yeah but these these have just these are just going off what their parents are seeing Mm. so um i remember i'm not going to name names because obviously fucking i'm not that type of person but i was in school and i remember uh I always tell this story to my missus it's fucking it's mad but the Jack and the Beanstalk story where I went in and drew a three five four thumb and everyone used to stare at me because I'm the Englishman right and it was like and then I used to there was these two rough fucking brothers who used to bully me all the time Um, and there's another side story to that but like I remember coming out of school one day and it was the days of Pokemon cards they had the Pokemon cards and that so me and my mates were all sort of like fucking trading cards and what and whatnot, and he's he come from a like his mum and dad were fucking baggage, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they never had any anything. <coughs> but I remember coming out of school. I used to go between a gap in the in the. I'm just the only reason I'm telling the story is I'm trying to portray how how rough this place was. So mm. and and anyways, um, I remember that <clears throat> I went through this gap in the fence and as I came out, um, he's standing there waiting. And he, he's got a knife on him. And bear in mind, I'm only about seven years old at this point. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's about... He, he was well, he was also seven, but his brother was about 10 or 11. And they were like, empty bag. Like, fucking, I don't know what it is. <laughs> fucking, yeah. And the Yu-Gi-Oh, kind of, Yu-Gi-Oh and fucking Pokemon cards just went everywhere. They yeah, picked them up yeah. and took off with them. And I just thought, wow, where am I at? Like, this yeah. is fucking rough, this. And then... Um, the only reason I'm telling this is because i got a bit of karma as well. Um, my, my karma was, I went up there um, about, I, un, I only go up there now for really like funerals and weddings mm. and stuff, just, you know, for like family and stuff. Um, and my stepdad's uh, mum had passed away. And I went went up to the funeral and I seen this older lad's brother. And I was like, oh, like to, to my auntie, I says, oh, there's thing. And everyone knows each other around there. Mm. It's all, it's all, it's all, it's all like that. And he said, uh, I, says, oh, I went to school with him and his brother, Andrew. And she goes, yeah, Andrew's dead. he fucking smack overdose. And I was mm. like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> there you go. i <laughs> Have a bit of that. I lasted longer such than you such did.
0: Such a similar story, what I've got. A yeah. very
1: similar one where... Um, it's the one you told on your, your podcast? Yeah, today. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. exactly the same, where I was like, but, yeah, fucking good. Yeah, no, but I, I, I'm, at this point, I was about 18, 19 years old. I remember driving up in, in my car, and so it was definitely of that age. And I remember just telling my missus the crack of, about it and, I, and it, I felt happiness just because knowing mm. how much he fucking tortured my yeah. life it was horrible. So anyways... Um,
0: so d- during all that then, to sort of segue back into the musical side of yeah. things, do you feel... Because I know it was a big thing for me and Jordan because of, we had similar yeah. surroundings and upbringings and stuff like that, but do you feel your connection with music being so strong was an escape from yeah well, well what I was
1: going to say was when after that like it, i i was just trying to portray how how rough it was because we couldn't go out and play at night yeah yeah so uh, well come in the evening in the afternoon you couldn't go onto the park and play because it was just full of rough yeah, proper yeah, roughs. Yeah. so what i used to do was just play in the house with my younger brother and i remember my dad used to make me mixtapes mm. And he, like it was the days where the cd first came in but there was, like, the still a tape thing, so he was like, right, well, I'll put... He used to spend a lot of time investing, um, investing things for me, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, he'd spend an hour recording and taking a CD out and putting a new CD in and then recording the next tune, and he'd say, these are 10 fucking brilliant songs, listen to these. I remember taking the tapes and having them in my house, and after school, it'd be just rinse the tape, rinse the tape, and I know every second weekend, I'd come back down to it to, to Whitehaven where he lived, and he'd, he'd drive up and pick me up, and then he'd educate me on the way down of like this is this is what's new this this week and yeah. stuff like that. And because he knew I was genuinely interested in it, it was like he he like I get in the car and I'd, I remember I never used to sit in the the passenger seat. I sit in the back, and he'd have a stack of CDs there, and he'd be like, right, you need to listen to this thing. Listen, to this really yeah. good. And he was like quite pushy on, on me of it, but it was only because I was interested. Yeah. Um, so he knew that was your thing. Yeah. And because he'd
0: had sort of involvement in music as well it was yeah. kind of, i used to tell me music to his ears wasn't it yeah, really? so.
1: yeah. Uh, well at, at this point in his life uh i don't mind telling this story either at this point in his life he'd stopped going out completely um like nights out and stuff like that he didn't do it anymore uh he, he had suffered with depression and stuff like that Tried to kill himself, um and then from there he just sort of everything was always about me like he'd I, i'm his only kid uh, obviously I've got brothers and sisters, but that's on my mum's side, mm. and what had happened was, he, he sort of started devoting all his, his time to me, so he used to like make notes and everything of, of what like we could go and do together, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, 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 He had me bang into football, obviously that sort of fell off a bit now, I, I don't have the energy to sit and sit there and watch <laughs> football, but with music he was like, I remember getting in the car and there'd be like a pile of CDs, we'd listen to them, right, and if if the track numbers and stuff, I'd, I'd remember the track numbers mm. and then what he'd do over the weekend when I'd go to bed at night. So you've got to remember I'm only like seven or eight years old at this point. I'd, um, he'd re- record the tape for me to take with me. So my 10 favourites or 20 favourites, yeah. I'd get to take them back with me when I went home and listen to them again. And then it was just a cycle like that for a long time. And then stuff happens while, while I was up there. There was involvement in all sorts of things yeah. um, with my family and stuff like that. And I think my mum at that point I just like listen this is whatever we're going to move back down this is a bit much um i re- i just remember like the estate we lived on was really rough like mm. um and it well, it didn't, didn't seem rough at the time like do you know when in in you live it yeah, you live it yeah you 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 become but when i look back on it now i can remember like how rough it was and like there was fucking baggage everywhere there was and uh, where I grew up, it wasn't. I don't want to make it sound like it was a shit because it certainly absolutely wasn't. It was just looking back on it now, yeah, with their I, eyes. I, know exactly I like, what you mean. my little lad wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it through. And that, I think that's why I came back. Do you know what yeah, I
0: mean? Yeah, I never realized how bad my inner Jordan childhood was mm. until I had kids, yeah, and I was yeah. like, no, what like, I couldn't imagine. put in Callum or or, or any of them through, through them, like, it's only afterwards, like, I knew it it was crap because of all the stuff that sort of, the social services and and for for my dad to get custody of us and us move from Hull to Bolton, which is a a distance away. I knew it was bad, but it was only really when Mm -hmm. you get responsibilities of your own where you're like, and you're like, could I ever put mine in that situation? And you're like, mm. no, and that's when I really realized. I knew I was knew it was bad. I knew it was a bit, like traumatic. I knew it had lasting effects on me, but I didn't realize how much mm. until I'd had my own kids and I was like, Jesus Christ! Like now, you actually see it as a, from a parent's point of view. Yeah, like wow. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean by that because when you're a kid, you just sort of morph into the environment. You, yeah, you're just a product it, yeah. of it. You, you don't, you don't know like obviously you'll know that when you come back down to see dad and that and you know it's nicer and the people are nicer yeah, and yeah. you know they've all got teeth and stuff like that <laughs> but then when you go back and you're like okay you know it's a little bit different but you don't realize exactly how yeah. bad it is do you so I know exactly what you mean by that yeah yeah
1: um but like like I just want to make a point forward as well like my my mum was always sort of she was she was there for me all, mm. all the time she was she was young and yeah, yeah and she was I think I, I don't know she had me really young but the thing was, she was she, my mum and stepdad were involved in this this um, this world, and that's what it is. Yeah. And but she still went out to work. She still went out like she had she had two. I remember she had two jobs, and she was um, she was uh, she was um, worked as a, a bar woman in the Well, which was this is now I think it's closed now, but it's a rough pub, rough as fuck pub like, um, in and Hamilton, yeah, uh, in Hamilton yeah. yeah, and you have to, you have to have a proper backbone, if you have a bar, a yeah, bar, yeah. She, 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 did, she, if you met her, you, the total polar opposite to me, she, she would, wouldn't mind shooting you down, and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. because yeah. I'm quite reserved, um, and she was like a manageress in the spa, which was next door, so she used to go from shift to shift, and just walk, yeah, through. yeah. so yeah, she was always, she was always there, and trying for me, and my brother, and stuff like that, but it's, it, it's the environment around you as well, you've got to, you've got to grow up in, you know what I mean, yeah, um. So then, when I was when I was eight, um, the only reason I'm telling this story as well because I'm only ever going to tell it once. I don't need to, I don't need to go over all this again. in other podcasts. podcast, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, when I was eight, I moved back to England because there was goings on and stuff like that, and it was just a better life for me down here. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum and my stepdad moved back down here, and we lived with my nana um, while we were trying to get housing sorted and stuff. And that's when like I discovered that all my sort of English friends and all that they were they were all like banging to football and and, and what not none of, none of them was interested in music how long was you in Scotland all together three and a half years I think did you have the accent Uh I don't think so but my dad was dead like used to take the piss out of me a little bit yeah. like like you just started doing a Scottish accent really easy as yeah. kids I yeah. oh I, you influenced yeah. that yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. so I, I I moved to Hull from London mm-hmm. and I had the London accent so, oh I might and all mm-hmm. that and then when I moved from Hull to Bolton, everyone was taking the piss out of me because I sounded like a farmer. I <laughs> so, like the Yorkshire accent. Yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah. yeah, you do pick it up, so... You haven't got the typical Bolton accent, though, that's the thing. You've, no, it's mine's like a merger a mongrel or, of, of <laughs> accents, yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... It, the music thing was always still prominent, but, like, do you know when you're trying to talk to people mm. and you're like... For me, this is why I do a podcast... I remember talking to a mate of am like, <coughs> "So do you like music and stuff?" Like and and and, um, and then it, I remember that I brought in a tape that I made for him and it was it was Elvis because he was really what he liked and we were like used to fucking yeah. sing and then um, uh, mate Macaulay was into Eminem so like I liked Eminem and stuff so we we, we used to just recite all the rhymes and that yeah, to each yeah. other and everything like that so that's that's what it was the dance music thing was like it was there but no one was in I was no one was interested in it mm. and then skip forward a sort of few years. When I was about eleven, we used to go down to the youth club, and all my mates were just football, and that was it. And um, just having a crack, being fucking just bad lads, really. Just you mm. you know, you know it is um, t- typical sort of council estate lads. And then, um, and then when when we I got to eleven, um, there was the older session that started. So like, you if you were like twelve and under, you you were. In the younger session, yeah, yeah. the thing started like half seven for the older session, and I remember just the blaring like Donk music, and it was like, "What's this?" What's this? <laughs> I knew what Italian was, and, yeah. and 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 whatnot, and I was like, "Wow, what is this?" And uh, I went in and. Uh, my mate was like, this this stuff's this stuff's class, this stuff's class. Mm-hmm. And it was uh Sanctuary uh volume two part two. It was Oh, is that your right, first introduction uh, to it? That was that was the, the Oh what an thing. introduction. Yeah, exactly. I wish
0: that was my introduction. That that
1: fucking hell. But I just meant. remember going in and there was all these like fifteen, sixteen year olds who were a bit older than me, and they were just playing it and they were all they were all banging to it, and I was like, Do you know something? This is this is a bit like Italian, except it's got a, it's a bit more tougher. And I remember like I remember we were all playing pool around the table and I was I was like, I was awful at it but partly because I was always tuned out, I was always listening to the to the music yeah. of like and what's this and there was I always remember there was like one or two lads who, who had the C D packs and it was like, put these in here. Yeah. And I was like, Where are you getting these C D packs from? And and I can't remember where they were saying like the record shops and stuff like that. Bear in mind like my dad never bought any C D packs or anything for me. He had he had the old zone tapes and stuff like that. I and did he had it? Yeah, that's that's that was where I was hearing the Italian and stuff, but this Sanctuary thing was like, What is this? This like this is a whole new sound. Yeah, I'd never yeah. heard donk. So it was like so when and then obviously I'm listening to them and it's like uh John G desire you're hearing these names and I'm thinking with two part two, do you not think as well?
0: And it's only recently I really picked up on it. You think of Jay and Desire. Mm. People forget how strong the beginning of two part two was with mm. John, mm. and like how like it just set the tone, didn't it? And then obviously yeah. Desire comes in and, and ev- like Fowl and, and yeah. everyone, but yeah, you like you forget sometimes that that guest was on because mm. obviously it's but his main. Well, like this, it wasn't just that. About. It
1: was because on the CD collections, it was it was volume two, but it was all of the. It was the it was every mm. uh, everything in it, and so there wasn't just two part two part two was the first one I heard, and then obviously there was as you get to listen to them more, you get to know all the all the DJs and the MCs and everything, and I was there, and I was like, wow, this is fucking this is unreal, mm. and then I remember hearing um, the sound of now, yeah, Do you know, uh, yeah, sound of nothing, yeah, yeah. It's a tune, um,
0: and I remember I was thinking, thinking lay back when I. Um... <laughs> it's, Every it's time it comes on, I always think of layback with that tune because mm. uh, I think it's on eleven part three. Is it eleven to I think it is um, with layback in it. Yeah,
1: it's mm. just a tune and a half in it. Well, I heard it and I was just like, uh, "This isn't bounce. It isn't Italian. But I don't know what it is." And it was mm. like, obviously, it's like hard house. And I was just like, "This is this is to me." Sanctuary is an education, and I'm not just saying it now because I'm resident. I want to. I want to get touching on that as well, but. I grew up and it, all it was was Sanctuary. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. there was two sides to it. There was Sanctuary and then there was the new monkey because the mm. Makina thing was really big round here. Yeah. And to me, there was too much MCing on, on that side. So that's what I got focused on with that. So I remember hearing that and thinking, wow, this is, this is a bit of me, this. And then I heard, obviously, like... Things like on your side like the mm. edge express and i was like i like i knew that from the zone cds yeah so i was like uh oh, well i can relate to this and, and that's because you'd heard it through mm. you like your dad's tapes and yeah. that as well
0: and the are obviously because that was when there was not phasing italian out because it's never been phased out but there was mixing it in together weren't they so a lot of yeah. it you sort of listen to and you're like oh i know this one yeah. and i'm nearing this new stuff so it's it's
1: it's the sort of nostalgia, but also learning the new stuff as well. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and then the, the part that made me, like, totally just fall in love, I remember hearing, um, is it Is it Zissi it's called? <coughs> um, and I remember standing by the pill table, I turned around, the sofas were over there, and I think some of the lads were, like, getting sweets or whatever from the, from the tuck shop and the Rob Easy tune came in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just remember them all jumping around like, I was like <laughs> this is fucking <laughs> it's amazing tune, yeah. it's amazing and then I was just like right this, this, is it, this is it I need to get some of these and I was yeah. like I'll buy these CDs off you yeah. and he's like no Joe you know how, how are these to get hold of mm. and I was like no I'll buy them I'll <clears pull> how much do <throat> you want for them and I just remember like I couldn't get hold of any of these ones anywhere. and I was telling my dad about them and he was like I know what the what it is but I wouldn't know where to get them or all like that." so anyways um Next minute, my mates were getting hold of these recordings on the, on the um, CDs and stuff like that, and we're playing them on the speakers on the park, and and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you get into drinking and, and and all this. But at this point, I was like, I was thinking about getting decks because I wanted when I seen them dancing to and I thought, Joe, I think I could if I played that tune, get everyone
0: dancing, Yeah, get everyone dancing, yeah,
1: yeah. So I was like, I need I need some of this. So I remember. When I was twelve, I started selling chocolate in school because, like, like fair play. To my mum and that like, um, she always there for me and that. But like, we never had any any money yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Never, never anything sort of spare. And and if I, I wouldn't dare go and ask for a set, set of decks because it's like, are you joking? Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? So I thought if I if I'm going to start getting into this properly and I want to get, I need to get a set of decks. I don't even need any music. As long as I've got the decks, I can start. Collecting mm. music after that, um, and then sadly my dad died, um, uh, and then it didn't knock it knock it on the head or anything like that, but it sort of pushed, it pushed it pushed me along to get <laughs> deeper into music. Do you know mm. what I mean? It was like, I, I remember clearly. My mum was like, "You're not having time off school." I was like, "Yeah, dad just died." Like, what, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And she was like, "No, well, if you, you you're not going to be one of these people who are layabouts, just get like you can't blame stuff." That's happened on on that. Do you know mm. what I mean? So it's just get up, get on with it. I remember I had two days off school. It's a Monday and the Tuesday, and then um, my dad's funeral was like on the Friday, and then I was at, back in school. That was it constantly, and then I just thought, right, just going to start selling at school, and and I was I was making sort of fifty quid a week or whatever it was, yeah. and I was buying stock and all that. Anyways, I soon built it up, and I remember it was a, um, I was in year eight uh so what's that 12 13, 12 yeah. um and it was a summer and i was trying i was asking people like i remember going over to like the local pub like do you know anyone who's got decks i want decks like yeah, uh, where, yeah. where can i buy them from and there was this guy from cleatmore obviously where we are now um he was selling these newmark turntables and i was like i am want to get these how much does he want for them and when he said to me he says i want i want 80 quid I like, fucking right I'd, I'd <laughs> saved up like 300 quid 400 yeah, yeah. quid thinking that's how much Like, I didn't know how much it cost didn't know where to find them and I got them and he gave me a whole lot of trance vinyl as well and I was like get in there yeah, fucking yeah. is that where your love for trance comes then oh no my, my dad would show me the trance stuff oh, though, it was yeah the, the trance thing he yeah he he was like listen you don't need to get hyper about this music just listen to it and feel it yeah, yeah, yeah. and then when he played it I was like I see what you mean It could sort of like you connect, I yeah, yeah you yeah.
0: don't sort of it's need to be trunks, in yeah, yeah, yeah. you can just listen to it and it. You,
1: yeah, it's the perfect so, thing. You feel it. So with my education in music, like I knew so much music and I knew, I knew like titles of tracks and and um, song titles and what label it was on and stuff like that mm. from the age of about ten. And like I was, I was getting Mixmag at seven years old. My dad used to buy me mixed mag every week, and yeah. it was just like, and to me, I, I've said this on a previous podcast. To me, it was like mix like that's what all the clubs were that's why i didn't know what sanctuary was yeah. or anything like that because it only showed you what what carl cox was up to or what was going on in ibiza or or like london it was always the london sound so yeah. to me i was like right i know what i can get into the trance bits because i remember like um Armin van buren and like uh, paul van dyke ferry calls you know, they were all always in the books and with the free cds and stuff like that but there was never any bounce or there was never any italian either so it was, that, that was another thing so I sort of knew it was a bit more underground, and I didn't realize that it was a northwest thing. Like yeah, I didn't yeah. realize where it all came from. So then um, I got this first set of decks, and I thought that's it, DJ Noana. Mm. And I remember I played uh, my, my first record w- that I ever got was uh, I got it just before I got the decks was Derud Sandstorm and Clubheads. Here We Go. Do you know, uh, yeah. put your hands up. Yeah. and I was like, I've got a Donk tune, so I can play Donk tune and all that or whatever. And then. uh, I remember putting it on and then trying to like, I just, just didn't know what to do. No one could show me because no one else was a DJ yeah, around me so yeah, I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. And then I was like, right, I was listening to DJs. How did they mix that tune into that tune? I just I couldn't get it. I was getting the, because obviously, like I said, the, the, I was definitely on the spectrum. I was I was getting the beats and bars count in, mm. but the beats wouldn't line up. And I was like, why is this coming in earlier than this? And why is that going, like, why does that feel like it's lasting longer? and anyways uh that went on for a few months and then when i was about i was about 13 and it was like going into year nine into school um i was like right this is it like fucking I'm, I, I know i'm gonna teach myself i'm gonna buy the same record twice so i got another copy of the rude sandstorm mm. put it on the deck at the same speed let it off at the same time it was it was in beat. And I was like, right. So if I, if I set it off this time and I'll change the pitch on that one, all I need to do is make this one the same pitch as this. And I know it can sort of work. Yeah, yeah. So then I was doing it. And then when it clicked for me with the two same records, I was like, right, now I just need to work out the speeds, the tracks. And I remember like putting a little tiny, I've still got the, the records in there. Like, um putting little tiny numbers on that i know that this one's like this this speed but i didn't know what bpm they were or anything like that so i have put this is a three speed where a three speed to me would be like like 140 and then and then and then a a four speed would be like 145 a five speed would be 150 but obviously i didn't know you had your own way of figuring it out out. so if i knew i've got a three speed it'd be there or thereabouts or another three speed tune that's how I worked it out, a bit sad, I don't know, but it is what it is, and I couldn't find records anywhere like this, and, and I was just mixing the same tunes over and over and over again, mum was telling me off because playing loud music and shit like that, <laughs> and that's, it's just, that's how it ended up, ended up for a while, and then when I was 13, my um, my stepdad's cousin is a, a mobile DJ, and he was like, oh, you're into the DJing and that, shout Chris as well, by the way, um, used to do, I think it was like CB discos. He used to go and do 18th, 40th, weddings, that yeah, sort of yeah. that thing. And he said, do you fancy coming along? I was like, yeah, go on then. Um, went along to this, and it was it was someone's 18th. And he was playing all these party tunes. And Obviously, round here, you can go and you can play Italian and, and, and bounce, and everyone, all the kids love it. you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's always been like that. And um, so there was the odd bit. I remember like... Um, Obviously, uh, George Lewis hit the floor and stuff like that. Them tunes sort of went off, um and a few like tunes that he had, but it was just called Wig and Pier, like Wig and Pier track so yeah. and so. yeah it was like, for instance, it was like uh, Tooty Fruity and stuff like that. But obviously, he, was, he knew it worked. And anyways, um he was like, right, I'm going to go for a piss and have a crack with some people. He says, you just take over here and play tunes. And I was like, well, what do I play next? And he was like, just play something that goes off the vibe of this and if they don't like it then quickly play something else and then so anyways i was going through a few tunes and playing this i knew what people sort of wanting and stuff like that and then this old woman came up to me and she was like play something for the oldest but i was like oh (laughs) and my sort of ass fell out like play play some and i was like if i play this these people are going to go off the dance line and i was getting all flustered and stuff and that was my first experience into djing and then so even as your first ever experience you get people coming to the DJ box asking for tunes <laughs> yeah it's like she was like play something that the, old, the oldies are like and I was like oh for god's sake and then from there um I was like I really like this I like I like people dancing to what I like like it wasn't like I'm de- letting them dance it was like I'm playing music I like playing let's let's do this <clears throat> and then I started recording my mixes And I was just giving them to mates. And my mates were coming around mine. They were like, oh, so you're like a DJ or whatever. But I've only got fucking 40 tunes. So it's like, you're going to hear the same shit over and over again. Um, And I recorded like two mixes. And the two mixes were like 20 tunes on one and 20 tunes on the other. So it was like Mm. two completely different mixes. But that's all I could do at that point. So I was giving them out. And I was like, I remember sitting up all night one night. And thinking about it now, I feel like what a fucking tool I was. I was burning CDs, and I think I only burnt about twelve, but it took me all night to do because yeah. like when you're there, you've got the record, you go drag and drop it, and like obviously don't, it's, it's it's old technology and that as well isn't it. But and then I was giving them out to people and stuff like that. And I remember that my uncle was doing, knew somebody um, from from town, uh, and <clears throat> I went and played when I was fourteen in a in a nightclub, and I remember like you like. It just blagged it. It was just like, mm. oh, he's a DJ and he wants a, wants a thing. And they were like, well, actually, you can come and do warm-up and then whatever. So I remember I got a lift down um, and I had, this was on, I'd never been on CDJs or anything at this point, but I had burnt loads of CDs off knowing mm. I was going to be playing CDs. And uh, I turned up and I remember there was three lads on the door and this was in, uh, I don't know if you heard of GL3 or Gallagher's, Century's been in there a few times um we've had frequency and all that i will i will get into that in a bit but um i turned up there and laddo's there i was holding my and my headphones like I'm, I'm a dm mm. DJ. and he just laughed at me i'm like 14 years old but like got laughed at do you know what yeah. i mean like, like you're not coming in here he goes he says we'll we'll get we'll get sacked we'll lose we'll our job we'll get a fine yeah like no no i am so then i went to get somebody and I, I remember going in and it was completely dead there was about three people in there and I remember dead clearly there was a bucket in the middle of the dance floor where the drip was coming through the ceiling. <laughs> and the guy, there was one bouncer, um, stood by the DJ box. And I he says, You're playing your thing, and then you're gone. Like, there was no, there was also, there was one other DJ there, and I can't remember who it was. <clears throat> and he was like, Right, you just go do an hour or whatever, and I'll be back in a bit. So I started playing. That was my friend. And I got these three people dancing, and I was just I had no clue what I was doing. I was like I was I could mix A to B, but I, I was I was thinking I was playing like 150 or something like yeah, that. Like yeah, just yeah. as you do. And um I done that and then uh I was like, right, I like this. Even though there was only three people dancing, I think there was like five by the end I was done. And I remember I thought I'll stand at this side of the DJ box away from the bouncer and when I'm finished, I'll just watch the next DJ, and he'd done like two mixes, and straight away the bouncer come and put his hand on my shoulder, and like right. You know, yeah, you yeah, yeah That was my first experience. So I remember I got the fucking I think it was the, the twenty past ten um bus home mm. because obviously what what can I do in town at that time? I can't get out or anything like that. So I was like, right, I need to get into this and get into this. So I was trying everything I could and whatnot. And I couldn't get gigs or anything for anyone. Um and I thought, well, if no one's gonna book me, I'll just organise my own party. Yeah. And then uh I went to see this, this guy who uh at, at the Griffin in Frizzington. Uh, a lot of the people who are watching, who watching this for this story, will be this, they'll, they'll be buzzing off this. Um, so all my mates, right? They were like, they were into the dance music, but they weren't. They were like, oh, this is good party music, but they weren't into like they didn't know what everything was or yeah, all like yeah, that. Yeah. And there was one um, mouse he was called Callum. Shout out to Callum. He, he was like, he was always the one. He was getting the CDs and I think he was ordering them offline or whatnot. And. Um, he was like, oh, I've just got this new CD, but it's not a new CD, it was recorded in 2003, it was like a cricketer CD, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean, but to us it was brand new, and it was like, it's not the same lyrics you heard, all the same tunes on the last one, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean, it was still Farrell, and it was still, like, do you know what I mean, Avi and that, and then, <clears throat> I remember, that, um, I said, I'm going to go and see this, this, this Tim, whose thing we're who's going to organise, I think, I said, all right, I'm a DJ, um, I want to come and play uh, a night here, um, and we'll at do the it the Griffin yeah the Griffin and he said um, he says oh I don't know about this like uh, I, I'm not sure about this I was like no like we'll do it under 18 and he kick us out at like 8 o'clock whatever we'll just do it for the day if you have to and he was like oh, right go on then just because just I know you stepdad yeah said, yeah yeah. right no worries <laughs> I went away me. and then I was like right I'm going to get something sorted for this 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 um, thing I'm going to make a real big deal out of you Made a little flyer up and everything like that, and um, put all, all my mates talk about it. All my mates from school were talking about it. Um, and in the meantime, I went down to the youth club, mm-hmm. and there was a set of CDJs in the youth club. I thought, what the fuck's this like? And I was like, oh. Yeah. And uh, uh, there was a lad who was a little bit older than me, he'd got decks, and my mates were going, Go on, you jump on, you're, you're a DJ, aren't you? And I was like, uh, Yeah, yeah, all right then. And there were these like decks I've never used before, I think they were like citronic decks. Mm. Like uh I remember like playing a tune and I went to touch the jog wheel and it just started spinning and I was like, What the fuck? I couldn't couldn't beat match or anything like that. Mm. And I remember like trying to bring a mix in and it was clanging like fuck and yeah, they were all yeah. like laughing at me and I was like, What the fuck? I like I have never never been on these and I'm like, I, I didn't remember he was a slightly older guy I like, to a DJ. I was like oh, Nice one, <laughs> cheers. So then I went away and I was like proper thing. I was like bit bit thing with proper myself. disheartened and that. Yeah, and then as luck would have it, right? <coughs> um, he said, I think he sold them to another guy for uh, for some reason. I don't know what the what the reason was, and uh, this guy Matthew uh, lives just up the road. Uh, He's from Birmingham, so he had like loads of like hard house vinyl and stuff like that. You guys, "Mate, I'm trying to get back into vinyl. I can't get used to these CDJs." So I will tell you what, I'll give you my decks, right? My They were only new marked. I think they were TT 150 belt drives. And and you have them, and I'll have I'll have them off you, and I'll give you hundred quid as well. And I was like, and he's like, go on then. <laughs> so for this party, I had all this new music to play because I had, I could burn yeah, it off CD. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah. So I was like, this going to be one fucking hell of a party. This. And I remember coming in, i was thinking no one's going to turn up. So it was like my core group of like six mates. It's like, oh, now we've told everyone about it, we're fucking, and whatnot. It's just gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And then it came and it was fucking, it was, it was, it was round like the yeah, spare, yeah. spare room and function room. They're all, all, all my mates from school. And that feeling of like, I remember playing tunes and there was uh, reactions reactions to, them. reactions to them, but like, there were there were people who would never necessarily. I was always an in betweener in school. I was never popular, mm. but I was never like the weird kid either. But yeah. I was just <laughs> I was just weird. known as the the guy who sold chocolate. Yeah just, yeah, just chocolate. I was a, the guy who sold chocolate, and I was a bit cheeky. Yeah, yeah. and um, and it was at that moment where I got that justification of like some people who would never acknowledged me before when I when I, when I was bringing tunes in and it was going off. These lot were all like underage wrecked as well because like mm. they were just bringing their own drinking and just putting it underneath the seats and yeah. Whatnot. And they're all like, fucking amazing, this fucking amazing. <laughs> and I was like, right, I'm into this. It's addictive, isn't it? Yeah. When you, so, get, when you get the reactions, it's
0: it's yeah. highly addictive.
1: Yeah. It was really, really good. And then I thought to myself, I, how am I going to do this now? Like, I want to do this. In my head, I was like, I want to do this full time. I'd love to be able to, like, yeah. if I can get paid for doing this. So then I remember seeing on, like, Facebook or something like that, there was, like, a residency come up in, in town. And I thought... But just pretend I'm older, because at this point as well, I was still, I was going, I was getting, being able to get out. So how was you now? 14, f- 15. 15. I, I remember me and my missus used to go out when we were really young. Um, we'd with our mates who were a little bit older and looking back at it, like I don't know how I got out, but I, I, I was always the one who had like, sort of like facial hair or or no, I, I was like a bit bigger than everybody else. Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember when I was about 16, 17, I was like, as tall as I am now, what, 6'2", whatever, and everyone else did short and I remember like seeing everyone like like a year later, like I hadn't seen from school. I seen them and they're all my height and I was like, oh, these are all out of growth spot them. Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And then um <clears throat> what had happened was, um I messaged on Facebook and just said, Listen, I'm interested. And she says, come down, we'll have a chat. And I was like, Right, I need to fucking So basically I think they were desperate. Mm. And I said and then I, I got basically got this this residency playing and my mum was saying it. it was in John Paul Jones in Whitehaven. It was just a it was just playing dance music slash pop music, no donk, yeah. no Italian or not like that. It was just playing music to keep people in their pub. That yeah. was where it was. Yeah. So I was like, right, fucking 60 quid a week. Or right, 60 quid on a Saturday night. Fucking class, I'll do that. Mm. Wasn't old enough to be there, but yeah, um I remember getting the bus down every week. Was like me, me CDs and that and turn up and, and play away. And th- this is where I got my biggest education as a DJ, reading the dance floor. The amount of times I cleared a dance floor. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, right, well, this works at this time, this works at this time. And, and then, and this is where it all started. Like, all right, if I start off slower and then people are just foot tapping at the bar and then I can get, and then this is my experience of like sort of being a DJ. And I was like, right, this works with this. And then this went on for months and whatever. And then I was like, I was getting bored of it. I was like, I'm enjoying doing this, but I want to play dance yeah, proper, it's not, like it's not the yeah, genre it's, that you wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, it's not what I want to do. So I was like, right. I met a few friends on Facebook of like, um, was it Facebook? I think it might have been pre- Facebook, might have been MySpace MySpace. like yeah. that. Though. No, no, it must have been early days of Facebook. Um, anyways, I know I messaged these few people who I knew was DJs in the local area. Um, some people's older brothers and some some people I knew, uh, and then. I, I booked a night out when I was sixteen. Um, I said, "Right, I'm going to. i putting this night on. Um, he's available for, for for to do this. This is this is this is a wake up call. A lot of people need to realise that it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what, what I wanted to put across as well. To me, I just wanted to go and play at this night where it's going to be all the music I love, and and I'm going to be with like minded people." So for the first night, I booked. Um, read the lineup went like Andy Kelly, who has been on my lineup since. He was on my last. It's time to refresh. He's been on the podcast before, um, and um, Mark Cockburn, DJ Cocky, uh, he watches the podcast. Yeah, um, Nick Graham, who sadly passed away now, um, he was on on there. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember the rest. Uh, oh my god, my mind's gone blank. <laughs> uh, anyways, i just oh, Chris Rigg, who, he was a resident for me for a long time, and I'd never met these people before. And, anyways, Andy dropped out last minute, and uh, a lad called, he said, I've got a, a cover for you, Doof. I was like, Who the fuck's Doof? He goes, Honestly, you'll love him. Right? And then we'll get to that. And I thought, Right, if I need people to, to go to my 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 party mm. i need to sort of advertise so i was getting flyers made posting it all over town and i thought what i'll do is I'll, I'll i'll go to a pub in town and i'll ask them if i can put a night on to advertise my bigger night do you know what yeah, i mean i yeah. was doing that to, to get people along to, to to the night so i messaged andy kelly i says are you available to come down to this pub and he goes that one i was like yeah i know it's a shit hole but whatever so i went down i went down there to this pub and it was Barra Jackson town, and never, no dance music, it's an old man's pub, but I thought, yeah. it's just somewhere to play music, played there, I think four people turned up, right, and I was like, oh, a bit disheartened, and then this is where, Stu Wright comes into the conversation, um, this is an Italian DJ from the park, a re- really, really nice, li- nice lad, he's coming back on the pod soon, um, Stu coming, he's, he, he's messaging me saying, hiya mate, we've got, we've got this, uh, this park reunion coming on, can I come down to this event you're doing tonight, I'm just, just drop some flyers off and then you can hand them out mm. It's like yeah yeah so I'm to come down quickly met him and give me the give me the flyers and whatnot and I started handing the flyers flyers out to the people who were there so even the old boys who were in there there was nobody there and anyways I thought right I need to sort of network myself to get people to come to this night so I went to the park reunion um, the first one Italian dance all night it was fucking class I was yeah, underage yeah, yeah. I was standing at the back trying to avoid the bouncers. Uh, I think I was about 15, 16 at the time Stu was on, um, Phil Goodall, who was on a couple of weeks on the podcast, um, Boundy, uh, Darren Cherry, Metal, and then, um, there was a couple of MCs on that one as well from the park. And anyways, uh, I went there trying to talk to people, I've got this night on, oh, we don't like Don, we're we're Italian, we like Italian. Yeah, yeah, It's like, ah, right, okay. So whatever. Anyways, um, went and put this night on, paid the door staff, hired the venue, it was the vault in Workington, which um it was next to fusion where people always a big big people used to call it like uh, from around the, the cattle market because it was used to just look like the fucking cattle market yeah, you look down yeah, into yeah. its massive venue and i thought oh, i'm gonna have to have a few hundred in here to fill this uh, i played my set it was terrible um i wasn't used to playing in somewhere that big uh a few clanger mixes a few all right mixes but a few clanger mixes and then the DJs went on as well. They they played really good sets. Um but not a single person turned up. Not one. Canal. Okay, no. Not a single person hit me hard in the face. That like yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the DJs like, Oh, we're having a good time. Whatever. Okay, right. Not a single and I was so fucking disheartened by it, it was horrible. Um and I thought right that's it this is my career over because everyone everyone who knows me now is just going be like i oh, played an empty mm-hmm. what it was all my friends couldn't drive her out like that all none of them could get through to work at night and get yeah. back so i thought maybe i've done it too far out then so yeah. anyways um at this point i'm like trying to get my name out there and i can't remember what come next but i was like i was going to uh top gun yeah um I was going to uh, sanctuaries and I w- like. I was any means possible so were you to traveling get there? Down traveling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I traveled to Blackpool. I went to Blackpool once. I went to um, Top Gun was in Workington. Uh, I went to a few nights um, in. Was there a few of you going down, or was you just just myself? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> like no, like at this point, I was like nobody's interested in it, so I was just I just go myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, get the train down or whatever, or get a lift if possible. So that's ballsy cause, because
0: you're such a reserved character as well. Yeah. Usually, if you go into somewhere like that, you, you'd go with a few mates just for your own comfort thing. But
1: yeah. when you got there... I, was but you... the thing was, I didn't know any different. That's yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big thing that people need to remember. I didn't know what characters were going to be here. I didn't know what yeah, to expect. Yeah. To me, it was just another night out in Whitehaven. And like I'd go in, didn't know anyone. and I, I, I remember going to a sanctuary, right, and this was the very first one I went to. I'd have to look for the flyer to get it. I went to this and... Where was it? It was in, was it DNA? Possibly. The one on the front. It your first sang. So I Yeah, I think so. I think it was a DNA. two thousand So your first... The first one. ...sanced, Listen to was two part two. And mm. your first club sank. Yeah. thing with DNA. Fuck, yeah. you know. Uh, You've had it well <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. And I went, I went, I remember going in and I paid to go in and like, no one really acknowledged me or anything. And it wasn't a great turnout. Was it, was it DNA? I remember it was in Blackpool. I'd I'd have to come for I'd get the flyer and I can show you. But mm. I'd, I'm usually better with stuff like that, but I'm sure it was DNA. And anyways, um, I remember just going in and just not talking to anybody all night because yeah, I didn't. I'm nervous because I'm a lot younger and I just thought I'm sort of not bad knowing for anyone. You. And... but the tunes were just banging. Yeah, and it yeah. was the days of like, um, it was a bit harder as well. With um, I'm sure it was like it was when he was getting the hard house DJs and that on. So it was like, uh, the nights where there was like Amber D and mm. um. There was um, Andy Farley and, like, that, that, it was that what, era. What, what year was through. this, then? This 2012, been... I think yeah. it was. And then I got confident because I had a drink one night when I went to this Top Gun reunion. This was in 2013. And I took my mates with me who were a bit older and they're like, we don't like this music. They're like pop-punk. These are my mates who are my mates now. So yeah. like. Um, they're like, when we don't like this. This isn't us. I was like, just come because I want to experience being up and close and personal with like seeing John G seeing, yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing and we went in and uh, it was in the Royal Oak and for me it was like wow like I went in and uh, John was on and it, it, the first tune I heard and it was his only other DJ I've ever heard play uh, at this point and it was a uh, if I told you once, I yeah. told you twice I walked in, that was the was on. I was like, how can you not like this when it kicks in <laughs> and pharaoh was on and whatnot? And and I just remember it was a fuck it was really, really good night. Um and I experienced the Royal Oak for the first time. And this is where it all starts expanding for me because I was like, right, well, if there's raves on in here, I can come to this night. <laughs> So I remember I went to um, Dreamland there, um, which was hard house night, hard house and trance night, uh, and seen Adam M. um, I seen, I'm sure, Callie Gage done a set once. And there was like all these hard house DJs on as well. So I was getting into this and then um, sort of meeting people and and whatnot. And I remember going up to Farrell, right? I might have to believe this bit out what I'm going to say now because it's massively racist. um, And it's just a laugh. And you need to understand the, where what my situation is. So we went out to, to the thing and I thought I'd have a drink. And the first time I'd ever talked to Farrell, I went up to him and I said, will you shout, uh, big shout Brad Milburn and the chink, right? Mm. As he my missus. And he looked at me. And <laughs> <laughs> like that was my, my can, first you know interaction. Picture his face. He's just like, <laughs> it's what? Right, and I just walked away. I thought, oh, what the fuck? Right, yeah. so then I wrote it down. <laughs> and he did the shout out, <laughs> big shout, Brad Milburn and the Chink. I couldn't believe it. Um, I might have to believe that word out. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think you'll be all right. Yeah, because if everyone knows me, everyone who doesn't, it's not only that.
0: It's it's not like it's a random. It's yeah, your yeah. And that, it's my, yeah, it's my it's my Misses. We are fine.
1: She's from Hong Kong, and we have we have casual racism. If you heard what she called me, you'd be calling her all sorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, anyways, so then. That was uh, I, I was confident to go up to people at this point because I yeah. was, and I was talking to people. I met Candy and uh, Keith Capstick. I met him when I met him. I, he was so friendly, and I was just like, "Yeah, I like this." He is like that when he's dead. Yeah. Like. Candy's
0: the same. Like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Candy without that big grin on his face. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. could tell him his world's ended, and he'll just have that big cheese. <laughs> <riddle. I don't laughs> yeah, no yeah. worries about. I <laughs> seen him the other day he come around mine The other day, yeah. uh, he was picking some up, and as soon as I opened the door. I'll tell you a quick funny story. Go on, go on. When he come out, he uh he come out. He, yes, Jew, that big cheesy grin. And he, he'd been at the gym, and he'd had his hat on. And some guy from a barber's had been dishing out flyers at the gym, and uh he's gone over and give candy flyers. And I have a look at it, and get, like these little cards. So so Candy looked at it. He seen it's from a barber. He went, yeah, you are taking the piss, you know what? Because <laughs> like, obviously he's got alopecia. Yeah. So the lad's around, out. He took his hat off, and the lad's like. Oh, I'm so sorry. said I'm only joking, mate. It's all right. But yeah, I could just pick it. Yeah, yeah, grin, Cam, well, yeah. Well. He's a big cheesy grin and everything. But yeah, he's, he's yeah, Keith's Keith's another one. Always, always like not up his own ass. Polite, yeah. respectful. Candy's yeah. another one. Like yeah. just big cheesy grin. Grundy's exactly the same. I see Grundy most most days because we we live a few doors apart. Like yeah. so, he's driving past and stuff. But yeah. I know what you mean by that, like, always dead polite and nice and it gives you that confidence to approach mm. other people then as well, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, so when I was at this night, I was like, right, well, I'm going to make people know who I am, so there's presence yeah, yeah. sort of thing. I didn't say, oh, I'm a DJ, blah, 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 blah. I was just like, all right, I'm Brad, whatever, met them. I don't know if any of them can remember this, it's probably just another fucking randomer. Uh, I've asked John about it because this is where I first met John. Mm. So John's waiting, to- he's either just been on, or it just- must have just been on. Uh, Alright, I'm Brad Blower. Alright mate, nice to meet you, all this. Uh, and I was like, mate, I, I remember saying to him, you're you're the only person who's ever also played last night as well. And I fucking mm. love that tune. And then anyways, uh That that was that. And I've asked John in the like in the fact, is that? He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, mate, I can't remember most things. <laughs> yeah. Like, But anyways, um so that was like right, I can I can sort of get into this. And then um, I entered the deviation comp in 2013. Mm. So at this point, as well, I've been, I'm, I missed a big chunk of it out, but I've been playing like um, house and um, like um, pumping house mm. in various places. So I played this festival um, at the playground. It was really popular in my area. Um, a guy I knew said he come down and play this, and I, I did and whatnot. So I was meeting people and I was sort of like getting. But yeah, I'm out there. And then Um In two thousand and thirteen I, I ended the Deviation Comp. I don't think anything ever come of it, that was it. Um So by this time deviation, just for like, like we're saying about up and
0: comers. Yeah. How long how old was you then? Fifteen, sixteen?
1: No, in two thousand and thirteen I would have been about 16, sixteen, seventeen. So you'd have been had your own decks when you was thirteen. Yeah, so you um, 13, 14, something like that. So no, i it would been 12, 13. It would have been, yeah, yeah, yeah So right.
0: you'd had, you'd been going for about four or five years
1: yeah. before even... It's considering entering, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember seeing the posts online like about um, entering the comp. The reason I why I went back
0: enough. to that yeah. is
1: because you
0: see so many people who they'll buy decks today. Yeah, and they're like, in the... They co- expect yeah, a big yeah, booking yeah. by. You yeah. know, They expect to be on on main stage New Year's Eve type mm. of thing. And yeah, it's yeah. like September now... You, it's something where you have got to put in the graft. Um, oh, yeah. I think a big, big example, recent one for me at the minute is probably Cal. Right. So he's been there or thereabouts for ages, and then he's obviously realised with his um, the, the, the vocal volumes mm-hmm. that he does, he's changed it up to be more appealing to yeah. sort of listeners, and he's he's now starting to see because I know he, he said to me previously, "I might just fuck it off." Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm really. Get, and then he sort of changed it up a little bit and now he's he's on that crank it up and stuff like that mm. and he's, 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 clean, he's isn't yeah, he? good lad as well he's, yeah he's brilliant lad uh, he's did a you see lad. the video the other day with him at, um, in Wales when he was learning the Welsh alphabet
1: no
0: oh go on I, I, I don't know if he put it up or Leah put it up so funny you can no. see like he's, he's obviously there and he's, he's trying to learn the Welsh I've not seen and, like, it no. so funny and he's just looking at it and you can tell it, it, it is speaking another language, but he's it, it, just not getting it. It's like doing A, B, C, do how they say it, mm. and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> like was, he's like, "No, nah, I'm not having this. <laughs> like, get me back to get me back down there as soon as I like to have it." It's not really, it, it's
1: not real language <laughs> at all.
0: I was on about it with Gemma because she she moved to Wales um, when she was younger with her mm. mum. Um, Whereabouts? I can't pronounce it. I'm not even going to okay. do it. The do it the. Yeah. disjustice of trying she said it and just rolled off her tongue I was like yeah that's your story to tell that but yeah, she, <laughs> she moved and she was saying um, she went. She ended up going school in Wales for a little bit and the only lesson that they teach in English is English mm. everything else is in Welsh. so she just sat there with them speaking Welsh and everything and she just like I don't know what's going on Like, I, I don't know what you're saying so mm. there's was like we we'll you just copy off the person next to you but I don't know what they're doing either so <laughs> I'm copying because I don't know what I'm doing but yeah she was um, she said it was like really confusing because when you go no, there, it doesn't make sense because it literally yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you go there and they, they don't adapt to you like I would say other places would, mm. it's just we'll either learn it or don't type of thing. And it's um, but yeah, it was funny. It just, but yeah, back onto Cal. He's um, he's he's a good example of someone who's been there and and tried and tried and tried yeah. and put in the ground. He's been work. around and for now, years as well. Yeah, well I think a it. lot of people don't realise that. And now he's getting the. The recognition because he's been there yeah. people see that he's not just a flash in the pan he's mm. he's actually there he's been there he's he's persistent with it yeah. he's tried he's tried numerous different things um i think the things were pricey has obviously boosted him massively yeah. but also the uh the, the volumes that he's done on himself um and i think after hearing him on this as well um which mm. is a good thing because again you can have a,
1: a perspective of someone yeah. yeah
0: and then you actually listen to him and you're like oh actually yeah the not you wouldn't have thought there was a dick before but i mean like oh they're actually really decent like Mm. when you know a a lot more about them in depth Mm. so again this is another thing why if you've not been on this yet Mm. at brad Brad (laughs) underscore refresh (laughs) uh, it's time to refresh Come on look at this for a host (laughs) Um, (laughs) so make sure you reach out to him and um if you are an up-and-comer get your name out there because people watch this a lot of people who are important watch this in this genre Mm watch it it's a good way to get your name out there i don't think it's any coincidence that people like cal again um was teetering on kind of on the verge of getting noticed but not really like someone taking a a real sort of chance on them come on here get your name out there people see that you you've got something about you you're not a dickhead you're a decent Mm -hmm. person next thing you know the people who are watching it they reach out so again
1: Reach out to Brad. Yeah, look for a host. <laughs> yeah. Um, where were we? thing? Oh yeah, I was playing Cumbria um, a lot, like uh, various different places in clubs, bars, and, and whatnot, and it was good, but it wasn't it wasn't bounce what you wanted. Yeah, 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 I was, I was, I was. Come on. I was dancing on the line at Bounce. I remember playing at a festival and I played Lock and Load, Blow Your Mind, and the guy at the, the promoter walked past and it was like the dance stage. He walked past and he was like, so I had to like take back down. I was like, okay, fair enough, whatever. Bounce wasn't cool at that moment in time. It was all about like fucking house music and jacking and EDM and all yeah, that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, shout to Chris Lockie as well. He gave me quite a lot of um, exposure locally when I was playing. At, he booked me twice for a festival and, and then Odd Bits and Bobs. So, yeah, he's been on the pod as well. Um, and then one of the things for me was uh, I, I thought I'll enter this comp and whatnot. Um, and then I thought, right, I'll give it another go. I'll give it another go, putting a night on. So, booked these DJs. Um, so, I had like uh, Doof and Reedy, who've been on the podcast before. I had Chris Rigg. I had myself. I had Tom Haywood and Yucky. Tom Haywood's absolutely smashing it at the minute. Mm. Um, he's going to come on the podcast at some point. Uh, and um, DJ Spear from uh Donkers, he he was on. And anyways, I put this night on, and it was a better. It was better time. It wasn't busy, busy, but it was. It was about I don't know thirty people there at this one. It was enough for some people to make people dance and whatnot. And in the in the in the back room, we had obviously I was going to. Um, didn't I say I was going to the Royal Oak and these hard house nights and stuff yeah. there was this, this event that started up called Hardcore Explosion run by Beach, You runs Madison's and obviously got cracking with him and stuff like that uh, I went to to one of the Hardcore Explosion for about an hour it was just, um, I can't remember who was on at the time it was in New York, it was an all-nighter and uh, I went, oh we'll get some Hardcore on in, in the back room of, of, of the vault where I was putting the event on so we got talking, and he, he turned up and played there. Um, it was it was it, it, it was just an unorganized chaos essentially, but it was a better turnout. Mm. And I thought right. So, but it was my way <laughs> of getting out. I was burning CDs and printing my name and that on them and put, giving them out to people. So more people knew was knew I was. At this point, my biggest fan base was everyone I went to school with. Still, yeah, like yeah, they yeah. were because it was still school slash college days. Mm. Everyone knew me as the DJ there, but no, I didn't know no one on. To say, like Workington circuit, where you would go out and play. I didn't know people, so was Someone's you Brad to... refresh. No, this like is you... this is where. Did you have a DJ name at that? Point? I was just DJ Brad Milburn, and yeah. it was awful. <laughs> but, oh, and I remember when I was like seven, eight, and seven or eight, I started doing like production then, and it was awful, awful yeah, aw- yeah. Aw- absolutely awful. But it was like this early, really early fucking version of like. Um, don't even know what what it was it was just something i found on the internet how to make music type thing and um i remember i was dj millie b that was yeah i didn't know it was disgusting i've still got a demo like recording as dj millie b in the house where it's like it was on the vinyl decks and it's the same 20 tunes i've played a million times over but it was uh that that was on there so then at this point i'm out and about always all the time like whenever me and my missus got some on i like I've, she's always supported me massively in what I do. Massively, she's she's key that in it. Yeah, well, she's like the fucking. She's the admin for all this. Yeah. She doesn't. I I do all the editing and recording and stuff like that. But she's she's the one saying, "Right, hey, you need to get onto these, lot these, lot these, lot, and sort yeah. this out." And she's learned to like get to know people through the scene. Through it. it's just mad. And um, I was every excuse I could. I would do something music related. Like I'm surprised she didn't fuck me off. To be honest with you. Um, because it was it's obsessive um, so at this point I uh, to i am trying to go on for a date at cinemas to to, to Carlisle or mm. whatever I just like yeah yeah we'll go cinemas and I me mean, knowing that there's record shops there I was going to buy <laughs> like <laughs> records and stuff like that big like uh, taking a lot of money with me and just buying records like at this point everyone had fucked vinyl off but I, only, I couldn't afford CD decks yeah, like yeah. Uh, um, because I got rid of them Citronic ones that I had and I had to get the vinyl back because they were terrible. Like you, you literally. You, it was hard to mix on them. You, you touched the jog wheel; it just spun. It was just yeah. it was just a wheel that spun. There was no control over it or anything like that. The pitch didn't work or anything. So I got these these vinyl decks back. So I was buy, <coughs> buying. I was buying people's collections off Facebook. I remember I went. I, me and my missy drove down to Ashton Under Um Never been there in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went and bought like fucking two thousand records of someone, like. 200 quid yeah it was just he wanted rid of them and a lot of them were damaged so a lot of them it was all it was all hard house bounce uh, yeah, yeah. loads of all around the world stuff I, I had a base collection then at this point it was getting addictive i was just buying this is the point where no one played vinyl as well you gotta remember that like no it's, it's not a, a brag of of, of or out like that it was like i was taking everyone else's waste essentially yeah there was like i remember driving to carlisle once because you didn't have cdj yeah, did yeah 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 I remember driving to Carlisle once. This guy gave his full collection away because he was like, I just need rid of them. And I, I remember getting them and it had like Alex K B Pounds in it and I was like, wow, I've, yeah. I've heard this on so many recordings and I've just got it for free. Uh, there was like loads, like I remember the, the, the Alex K. P. was in one of them that I got for free and it was the Royal Flush in it, you know, like and yeah. stuff like that. So I had all these tunes and I was like, I'm the man. I'm the <laughs> fucking yeah. man. Like, um, and anyways... Uh, we got sort of going forward I I put this event on it was shit um, and I thought I'm going to have to just do something I need, I need to get somewhere and try and get out there I need to get out of this Cumbrian loop because if I stay yeah, in the Cumbrian yeah. loop forever I'm going to end up just hammering house music and, and I, I, I enjoy language, it yeah. yeah yeah I enjoy it but it's I, I want to be involved <laughs> with the end goal was always Sanctuary Yeah, I wanted Sanctuary bad Um I was on and about that last night as well. what? I was on about that last night. Me yeah. and Josh were talking
0: and because um, I was saying I sort of see myself branching out from this genre because I think when I I took time away yeah. um, just when you were coming into it realistically, so I took time away around about 2012-ish. Yeah. Um, that's I, took think, to, I never met you until yeah, I was 18
1: I think. Like, yeah I think
0: so I sort it. of like come back and I thought I know lyrically I'm very good, and I don't mind blowing me on trumpet on that. When it comes actually writing lyrics down, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm very good. And I thought I come back with with three or four um, objectives or, or targets. BTID was one. Yeah. Um, Sanctuary was the other, and then the others were were certain artists that I wanted to work with. And I've done it. I've done everything that I set out to do. Obviously, I've still got the Let's Have It, which is which is great um and i pick up sort of little bookings here and there but i think now it's time for me to sort of branch out a little bit and really test myself which will mean sort of stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit but sanctuary was always the one for me where i was like i've got to get on sanctuary at some point if i don't as far as i was concerned because if i grew up on it i was mm. like if i've not performed for sanctuary i've failed like I'd, I'd just class no matter even if I got all the fucking I've done bounce seven BTID yeah, yeah, let's yeah. have it. If I'd have never performed for Sanctuary, I'd have been like I oh, was fucking shit. Yeah, like just because of how much it's I what it means. It, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's what it means to me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. I've obviously I've played a few times for him. Um. So I'm I'm happy with where what I've done, what I've achieved. Mm. So then it's a case of I think I'm gonna look at over the next sort of six to twelve months, seeing what else I sound good on and mm-hmm. sort of look at other other That's genres so and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah.
1: Um as long as you yeah. keep doing the bounce I want I don't I don't
0: care. i yeah, I <laughs> always I always have the passion for bounce but I think I think it's different because like when I'm on stage for bounce I just prefer hosting. Yeah. I don't want to stand there emceeing, and and I think the type of rhymes that mine are you have to listen to them yeah. because you can't the, do them
1: on stage. Yeah you, yeah, you can't
0: you can't sort of like prices in the same sort of position. He, yeah. You can't listen to them in a club. So I think for that if I if I do want to deliver my rhymes which I do because I've got a lot of strong messages in there.
1: Yeah.
0: I have to I have to sort of go into a different genre where it where you can deliver them a little bit better. So yeah. whether that's something like a like a house maybe sort of genre or maybe even something a little, a little bit more grimy or something like that. I yeah, think yeah. something like that. But again it's still very i was only speaking to josh last night about it and I, i've been thinking it for a while um but i think yeah sort of circling back to what you were saying it was like when i came back and thought yeah i'm actually gonna give it a go sanctuary was the right i want that and then when i managed to not only work for sanctuary but also do a mix of farrell i was like, mm. <laughs> like proper buzzing so yeah um Back to yours. Obviously, sanctuary was your sanctuary was your main goal.
1: Yeah, and I couldn't figure out how it was I was going to get there because to me, I could You can't just rock up and say I'm on it. I put yeah, me on yeah. here Sort of thing. Especially not with Farrell of all people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>